Play ball. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the SIS Baseball Podcast. I'm Mark Simon, Senior Research Analyst for Sports Info Solutions. Our company develops analytics and provides them to MLB teams, media, and fantasy baseball outlets. We'll give you a peek into our world, talk to important people around baseball about analytics storylines, and try to make the numbers fun and interesting. On today's show, we'll reveal the winners of the Fielding Bible Awards. We'll also take a look back at the postseason, and we'll give you a couple of sneak previews. The 2020 Bill James Baseball Handbook, out tomorrow, that's November 1st, and some improvements to our flagship metric, Defensive Run Saved. Let's start the show with a segment that we like to call... Batter Up! We live in an era in which there is so much media competition that referring to something as a historic accomplishment has become a routine way to get our attention. But the true historic accomplishments are the ones that stand the test of time, not those that will be forgotten tomorrow. What the 2019 Washington Nationals did fits the definition of historic accomplishment. Comeback after comeback, starting from when they were 19 and 31, ending with Howie Kendrick's home run in the World Series. It's an ageless historic, one fitting for youngsters like Juan Soto and grizzled vets like Howie Kendrick, Max Scherzer, Daniel Hudson, and Steven Strasburg. And let's note that defense played a big part in that. Through 50 games, the Nationals were one of the worst defensive teams in baseball. The rest of the way? They were pretty good. A cap tip to Victor Robles, who had the most defensive runs saved of any outfielder from May 24th on. You saw how good the Nationals' D was in the postseason right to the very end, from Juan Soto catching a tricky line drive to Patrick Corbin making it look easy on a ground ball hit to the third base side of the mound in Game 7 of the World Series. The Nationals are a team that our baseball nation can take a lot of pride in. They can hit, they can pitch, and they can field. And that's why they stand as champions in 2019. Hi, I'm Corey March of Sports Info Solutions, and I'm here to tell you about SISBets.com. SISBets.com is an advanced prop betting information tool powered by Sports Info Solutions. Now you can leverage our proven projections model to find value against the odds. You're never more than a few clicks away from knowing which pitcher may surpass his strikeout prop or whether your favorite running back projects to go over his rushing yards total. Just choose the type of bet, the player, and enter the money line to see the SIS Bets recommendation. That's SISBets.com. I'm joined now by Sports Info Solutions Research Associate, Andrew Kine. We both voted for the Fielding Bible Awards. I've been voting for a few years, Andrew participating as part of our video scout vote. Uh, the Fielding Bible voting panel is a dozen voters, three tiebreaker voters. Uh, the dozen voters are made up of prominent people in the industry. Uh, we have our owner, John Dewan, uh, is a voter. Chris Singleton, former major leaguer, current broadcaster for uh, ESPN is one of our voters, Joe Sheehan, Ben Lindbergh, Travis Sawchick, uh, among the other voters on the panel. We try to put together a group that has seen Major League Baseball throughout the entire season. I think it just differentiates us a little bit from uh, other things in that it, it's, it's a writers and observers, broadcasters, and statisticians award uh, based on people who have seen an entire season's worth of defense and can make such evaluations. We're going to reveal the winners of the 2019 Fielding Bible Awards by position. Andrew, first, though, your general take on this year's winning class. Yeah, I thought it turned out pretty much as we anticipated. It aligned 
pretty closely with what our defensive metrics were telling us for most of the year. Uh, we had a good mix of consistently solid defenders who've won the award before, as well as some first-time award winners as well. And I thought it was pretty cool how someone actually won two Fielding Bible Awards this year for the first time. All right, so let's begin. And we will start at catcher. Our winner at catcher, Roberto Perez of the Cleveland Indians. It's his first Fielding Bible Award. He led all catchers with 29 defensive runs saved, one shy of the most in a season by a catcher since BIS began tracking the stat in 2003. He was great. He was terrific at pitch framing. He was terrific at pitch blocking. He was solid throwing out base runners overall. Jan Gums goes to the Nationals. Roberto Perez steps in. He's fantastic. He had a great year. He was well ahead of the rest of the class. And there were some pretty good catchers. Austin Hedges, who we talked to, made a good run. But it's Roberto Perez who stands number one. At corner infield, we have two guys from the same team. At first base, it's Matt Olson of the Oakland A's. At third base, it's Matt Chapman, also of the Oakland A's. Both led their respective positions in DRS. Both won for the second consecutive year. Obviously great hitters as well, but their defense really makes them great all-around players and a big reason why Oakland won 97 games this season. The A's aren't the only team to have more than one Fielding Bible Award winner. We'll get to that in just a moment. We'll go to the middle infield next. At second base, Colton Wong of the St. Louis Cardinals wins for the second straight year. He was a unanimous choice this year at second base. Let all second basemen in defensive runs saved. An underrated defender, very aggressive, great at, uh, we keep a stat on sprinting after the ball, and he was the top second baseman in that. He was fantastic for the Cardinals. Their middle infield was great. The Cardinals were the best team in baseball at converting ground balls and bunts into outs this year. And then Nick Ahmed, the shortstop for the Arizona Diamondbacks, he ends Angelton Simmons' six-year reign as a Fielding Bible Award winner at shortstop. He was great. He led all shortstops in our basic defensive run saved stat after tying with Simmons in that a year ago. He's very good going to his right. So those plays with a high degree of difficulty in the shortstop third base hole, those are the ones he makes, and he looks very impressive doing them. He looks the part, he plays the part, and he's our winner at shortstop this year. Moving to the outfield, in the left field, we have another Diamondback, David Peralta. Uh, the lead in DRS in left field actually ended up being a three-way tie at plus 10 between Peralta, Michael Brantley, and Mike Talkman. Talkman was a pretty small sample size, so it, it wasn't much of a surprise that the voters ended up looking at Brantley and Peralta. And interestingly enough, the Fielding Bible vote actually also ended in a tie, and the tie break went to Peralta, so he's our winner. I thought that left field was the toughest position to vote for. A lot of the guys who played the most innings in left field and guys who you might think of among left fielders like Juan Soto, Kyle Schwarber, Andrew Bentendi, Marcelo Zuna, Tommy Pham, uh, all rated out as pretty average by the defensive metrics, and they're obviously known more for their offense than their defense. Moving to right field, a guy who had a great season on both sides of the ball, Cody Bellinger. Uh, he takes the right field award after tying uh, Aaron Judge in defensive run saved at plus 19. Uh, Cody Ballinger also actually won the multi-position award. He was plus four DRS at first base and plus three in center field, which helped him to multi-position award winning. Uh, for me, I think it was the center field aspect of that that made him worthy, just being an athlete out there wherever he plays, and the Dodgers had a lot of confidence in him and in his ability to play center to put him out there late in the year and into the postseason. 
Versatility is certainly very important with defense. Now, uh, Bellinger stood above the rest of the pack uh, in that regard. Uh, there were a number of good contenders there as well. Uh, DJ LeMahieu and Max Muncie were the other two uh, that finished highly in that. We move to center field. We complete the outfield with Peralta in left, Bellinger in right, and Lorenzo Kane in center field. He's the first player to win the Fielding Bible Award in center field in consecutive seasons. That's a position with a lot of wear and tear really takes a grind on your body it's tough to stay healthy as Kevin Kiermeyer is certainly one who can attest so is Byron Buxton a lot of players out there can be good great for one year but not necessarily for multiple years in a row but it's Lorenzo Kane who had five home run robberies tying the record that we uh, keep that we've been keeping since 2004 he tied Carlos Gomez and Josh Reddick who also had five this year Gomez had uh, five a few years ago we moved to pitcher and you saw it in the World Series. This pitcher was very deserving. Zach Greinke, instead of the Diamondbacks and Astros, because he pitched for two teams this year. Zach Greinke, the most active pitcher in baseball in terms of fielding plays. He had 68 chances in the regular season, easily the most. His plays per nine innings was also uh, up there. Uh, he's great. He can go off the mound in either direction. He's smart. He knows when to throw to first. He knows when to make the attempt for the double play. You saw how he turned to double play in Game 7, and he limits base stealers. He allowed only two stolen bases the whole season. So that rounds out the team. Matt Olson, Colton Wong, Nick Ahmed, Matt Chapman on the infield, David Peralta, Lorenzo Kane, Cody Bellinger in the outfield, Roberto Perez catching, Zach Renke pitching, and Cody Bellinger, our multi-position winner. Once again, our panel has done an outstanding job in utilizing all available resources to pick the best defensive players in baseball. Got a quote from John Dewan, the owner of Sports Info Solutions. The performance of these players represents a combination of preparation, skill, and athleticism that is highly admirable for its excellence. We will take a break. We'll come back. We will uh, talk about the postseason briefly, and then we will preview the 2020 Bill James Handbook and talk about improvements that we've made to our flagship stat, Defensive Run Save. Everybody's favorite baseball publication is back and ready to help you through the offseason. The 2020 Bill James Handbook is available now from Actasports.com. This year's big feature, a look at our new part system, which provides the best publicly available evaluation of infielder defense out there. Curious about which infielders are really the best at playing in the field? We've got you covered. Also, check out the winners of the 2019 Fielding Bible Award essays on pace of play, the Hall of Fame, and more from Bill James and the Sports Info Solutions team of research experts. We've got 2020 pitcher and hitter projections, complete career data on every major leaguer and top prospect, and every leaderboard you could possibly want. That's the 2020 Bill James Handbook, available at bookstores now at actasports.com or wherever you order books online. We're back on the Sports Info Solutions podcast. Thank you for joining us, Sports Info Solutions baseball podcast. We've had a good season. We will continue with off-season shows as well, a few during the uh, off-season, uh, trying to line up some guests for those. Uh, we take you into the off-season, though, with a couple of things. One is a review of the postseason. We're not necessarily as... Uh, we're not tracking like defensive runs saved during the postseason, but we're certainly paying very close attention. I talked about it in the opening segment. The Nationals uh, will stand the test of time. And when that story is told many years later, 
You don't want to forget about the defense and the play that Soto made in Game 7 and some of the other plays that they made in this run to go to the World Series. Defense was important this year. The Astros were the top defensive team in the American League by defensive runs saved. They go to the World Series. Uh, the Dodgers were certainly uh, they were the best in baseball throughout the season. Most of the postseason teams were really solid in defensive runs saved. Even the Nationals, who weren't those first 50 games, they were great those last 112 and then into the postseason. Uh, your impressions of the postseason, what's the biggest takeaway for you? Yeah, I thought it was super interesting how if you looked at the Bill James starting pitcher rankings, which is something that uh, we do a lot here, and I know you specifically did because you wrote about it for our Stat of the Week right before uh, the World Series, uh, you would have seen that both World Series teams had three pitchers in the top 10 of those rankings. Verlander, Cole, and Greinke for the Astros, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin for the Nationals. All played huge roles, not only in the playoffs, but over the course of the entire season to get their teams to that spot. Obviously, not every team in the league has these kinds of arms. Not every team in the league can afford these kinds of arms. But even though teams are becoming more reliant on openers and relief pitching efficiency, there's still very much a place for pure starting pitching and pure power stuff in Major League Baseball. Certainly, miss, uh, we track swing and miss rates, and uh, those guys are elite. Even uh, Corbin and Granke with their specialty pitches. Granke had the slow curveball, the sub-70 curveball, and Patrick Corbin with, Corbin with that super nasty slider. It's funny, he kind of gets forgotten in the greatness mix, but he's there in those Bill James rankings, and he was big in relief for the Nationals, as we saw throughout the postseason all the way through to Game 7 of the World Series. All right, transition time. Let's talk about our book, The 2020 Bill James Handbook. It's available now from actasports.com. Ships on November 1st. You can also find it at online bookstores, Barnes & Noble, and more. The best 30 bucks you'll spend this offseason. Essays by Bill James, the SIS Research and Development Team, leaderboards galore, stats on everything from openers to closers, hard hit balls, long fly balls, home run robberies, projections for 2020, and the introduction of the updated version of Defensive Run Save, which we'll get to in a moment. So we each wrote essays for the book. Bill James wrote uh, about the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, those polls that you see from him on Twitter, he put those to good use. Uh, you'll find out more about who the public wants to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he also wrote about the aesthetics of baseball and trying to make the game more aesthetically pleasing. Uh, we wrote uh, more statistically-based uh, essays that summarize a lot of the data in the book. What were some of your uh, favorite parts? Yeah, so I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't at least touch a little bit on Bill's aesthetics of the game article um, and, and just how he talked about how he would solve some of the aesthetic issues in Major League Baseball in kind of a classic Bill James essay format. Uh, I think that's like a must read if you're going to get the book. Um, but another sort of essay rather than just an intro to data was something that you wrote on fathers and sons. And you wrote this essay uh, about Guerrero, Bichette, uh, Biggio, Tatis, and you also snuck in a reference to Yastrzemski and his grandfather. Uh, pretty incredible that a few of those guys are Blue Jays. Um, and I think one of my favorite things that you mentioned was how Craig Biggio had a 363 career on base percentage and his son Kevin had a 364 on base mm -hmm. percentage in 2019. Uh, so I really liked reading that one. Uh, another one was Joe Rosales wrote on how uh, baseball looks a little different in Japan, and he compared uh, NPB with MLB in using some of our NPB data that we've been collecting 
over the last two seasons. Uh, one really notable thing I think is how teams in Japan don't uh, really shift that much. And we only tracked 85 full Ted Williams shifts, meaning three infielders on one side of second base all season in NPB, which is obviously a huge difference uh, for major league baseball. And a third one that I really liked was from Lindsay Zek who wrote uh, the intro to the pitcher repertoire section, but something really cool that she did was compare Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg and how, if you look at the career numbers for those two, they actually have identical strikeouts per nine, walks per nine and hits per nine. Strasburg's ERA is 317 to Scherzer's 320. Uh, and then she uses some of the data from the repertoire section to compare and contrast how they've gotten to those numbers with their pitch types and their approaches. Both potentially headed on a Hall of Fame path, especially now after winning uh, a World Series. Also should give shout outs to our colleagues, Alex Vigerman, Brian Reef, John Shirley, Nate Weller, uh, all wrote essays for the book as well. Uh, you can check those out. You can check out the ones by Andrew. If you've bought the book before, it's pretty similar to how it looked before. The register is in there for uh, players. You get every player stat right in front of you. Gamers love it. Like people that play Stratomatic, APBA, uh, computer baseball simulations, uh, they love it because it's, it's right in front of them. They don't have to swap screens on their computer. They can see the data that they want right in front of them. Uh, there are these essays uh, by Bill and by us, the projections for 2020. Uh, we went through them vigorously, I would uh, say, to try to figure out uh, playing time for players moving forward. Definitely a challenging task uh, for sure. And then the big thing for us, the improvement to defensive runs saved. And this is actually, this is a pretty significant moment for defensive stats. And I think uh, it's pretty cool that we can now say, okay, player X, whether it was first, second, short, or third, started at this spot. And we can evaluate his chance of making a play based on where he was standing on the field. And I know we're not going to be the only ones uh, who are doing this uh, stat cast, certainly who we work with uh, on certain things is working on their version of this. But this is pretty cool. It'll be publicly available. Uh, and you'll be able, to, uh, not at the moment, but in the near future, it should be publicly available. It changes your perspective on certain players. For one, it shows you how dominant statistically on defense. Matt Chapman is. Uh, his numbers took a, a big jump. Paul DeYoung is a player who you would say, okay, he's a good defensive shortstop, but the numbers might change your perspective on him because of what happens. And what I was saying with uh, Colton Wong and the Cardinals, the best uh, infield at turning ground balls and bunts into outs. Um, do you want to add anything else, uh, Andrew, on uh, this? Yeah, so the big thing is what you just touched on with being able to split out range from positioning because right now the current version of DRS, it just groups batted ball out conversion into this one range and positioning component, but now we'll actually be able to split those out by using pre-pitched infielder positioning data. Uh, the other big thing is that this allows us to include all infield plays for individual players, which sounds a bit weird, but the current system actually only evaluates shift plays for the entire team and credits those runs in the form of shift run saved. This has gotten slightly problematic over the last couple of years where you now have players with more than half of their fielded grounders and liners uh, coming in shifted alignments. And so they were losing their individual credit in DRS because of that. So this update is going to allow us to know where the infielders were standing and evaluate the range from that point even if it's in a defensive shift. And we put 
some more details about this up on the Sports Info Solutions blog this week if you want to check it out. And we'll also be introducing it further in the coming weeks and coming months. Yeah, please go to that piece. A good number of people have gone there at uh, Sports Info Solutions blog. Uh, Andrew um, put it together uh, on the new version of Defensive Run Saved. You can also see, if you can't find it, just scroll through our Twitter a little bit. You'll find the link to it. It's a game changer in the industry for this to be able to uh, happen. This wraps up the Sports Info Solutions podcast, our last show of the 2019 season. Stay tuned. We'll have some off-season programming. We're hoping to have a cool guest or two. Let's thank some people. The R&D team from SIS, headed by Matt Manicharian and Joe Rosales. Our owner, John Dewan, and our president, Rob Doherty. Our producer, Justin Stein, who does painstaking work in piecing our segments together and editing them cleanly. I'm Mark Simon. We'll send you into the off-season. Plenty of good baseball stories still to come. Thank you for tuning in to the SIS Baseball Podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, email the show at mark at sportsinfosolutions.com or tweet us at sportsinfo underscore SIS.